This is a broadcast of Holland United Church of Christ. At Holland UCC, we seek to open the mind and engage the heart. We are a community of justice, peace, and affirmation in Holland, Michigan, where everyone is welcome to the table. Mark 4, 26 to 34. He also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed would sprout and grow, though he does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of seeds on the earth. Yet when, it's, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks. Do you ever wonder if all your work in a particular area is worth it? If it's ever going to make a difference. On many fronts, it can feel that no matter how hard you work, no matter how much you organize, no matter how much you care, there's just too many obstacles, too many systems, institutions, and structures in the way that don't want change to happen. And you feel tempted to say, just forget it then. Forget it. Well, if you find yourself in that cynical place this morning, (laughs) the joys of being outside. I'll try to be a little more mindful of the traffic this morning. I know that can make it a little hard to hear. But if you're finding yourself in that cynical place this morning, I think Jesus has a word for you. In the first part of our text, Jesus reminds us that we don't always see the results of our work right away. And if you've ever planted a garden, you know know that. You know that. It takes a while for those tomato plants, those cucumbers, to grow. You don't plant your seeds on May 20 and expect fresh vegetables on June 1st. You plant the seeds, you water the plants, you go about your life, maybe even forget that you had a garden. Anybody ever done that? You planted a garden and then you kind of forgot about it. So hopefully it rains, hopefully it rains. And then after the right amount of time, you have tomatoes to eat, fresh tomatoes. There's nothing like getting fresh tomatoes from the garden. And soon you're having tomatoes on every sandwich. You're having tomatoes on crackers. You're eating tomatoes like they're apples. You're making homemade salsa, you're canning salsa, you're trying to give away salsa because you have so many tomatoes. But the point is, every act we do for justice is like 
that seed. It may not have immediate results, but God makes it grow. And the text says God makes it grow even while you sleep. Isn't that a beautiful thing? If you're feeling worn out this morning, tired, you've worked hard, isn't it beautiful to know the stuff you've already done is still having a result now. God is using it even now, even while you sleep. And maybe that's the only thing you needed to hear this morning. I love that. It's a beautiful thing. But this farming analogy that Jesus uses is really a warm-up to the parable that he tells. The parable of the mustard seed, we've all heard this, I assume, a number of times. Right? Something tiny can grow into something large, and it's been used for time out of mind for inspirational purposes, as I think it should be. But I believe there's something more going on here than, ju than just Jesus providing motivational or inspirational fodder. There's something deeply subversive going on. There go my notes, so, you know. Maybe that's a word to the preacher. There's something deeply subversive going on. And what would be immensely familiar to Jesus' listeners, many of them, and maybe less so to us, is the imagery uh, used by the prophets particular Ezekiel, as we heard this morning, of comparing nations to trees. Nations to trees. And uh, unsurprisingly, the larger the tree in this analogy, the more powerful the nation. And in Ezekiel, at one point, God talks about Assyria as a great nation, and thus as a great tree, a tree that towers over all the trees of the field. But then God says, beware, a nation that becomes too great and too proud of itself is bound to fall. It's a word we don't hear preached in many churches on 4th of July, is it? Sorry, that's just an aside. And as Jesus is speaking this word, what nation is the great tree towering over all the other nations? Rome. Yeah, Rome is the great tree as Jesus is speaking in this idea of nations and trees. Perhaps the largest and more most powerful nation the world had ever seen to that point. It's still considered one of the great empires of history. And so Jesus alluding to this tree parable tradition in his words puts what he is saying into an anti- imperial context an anti-imperial context and it's cleverly done because Jesus audience well versed in the Hebrew scriptures likely would have caught on to what he was saying but many of his Roman listeners would have missed it and many of those listening to Jesus had suffered at the hands of Rome Lands taken, taxes seized, family members enslaved. But what could they do? What could these everyday folk, many of them hardworking day laborers, what could they do against the great empire of Rome? But God also says this through Ezekiel. And we heard Glynis read this a little earlier. 
all the trees of the field shall know that I bring low the high tree, and I make the low tree high. In other words, things can change quickly. Things can change quickly. Rome may think they have ultimate power and authority, but they do not. And the text continues to say that one day Israel would be planted as a little sprig that would grow into a mighty cedar. A mighty cedar. And we heard this right earlier. Under which every kind of bird would live and under the shade of its branches, all kinds of winged creatures would make their nests. And Jesus uses almost this exact language, doesn't he, in his parable. He talks about large branches, birds, nests, and shade. So him alluding to this prophetic tradition in Ezekiel could not be missed. It couldn't be stronger. But Jesus is also turning this tree analogy on its head a little bit, isn't he? Because he's not using the idea of a big tree in his parable. He's talking about a mustard plant, a mustard shrub. And a mustard plant was much more a weed than it was a tree. Much more a weed than a tree. <coughs> An invasive plant in many ways. And so in some ways he's he's mocking or or making light, uh, not making light of, but he's turning this well-known uh, cedar tree imagery on its head. And in fact, it was forbidden for a Jew to plant mustard seed in their garden. And yet often it would come in anyway, because it was kind of this invasive plant, and then it would sort of take over and, and crowd out other plants. It was a nuisance. But here's the thing. Jesus is speaking to people who often feel like weeds in someone else's garden. And that's what makes... <clears throat> so people who feel like weeds in someone else's garden, people who never measured up, the poor, the landless, people who didn't measure up to their religious obligations were considered not holy enough, not following Torah properly, but that, in many ways, is what makes this imagery of the mustard shrub so perfect, because in the kingdom that Jesus envisions, it's not the insiders, but the outsiders who bring it into being. Lepers, tax collectors, sex workers, peasants, day laborers, Gentiles, and other outcasts. And here is why that's a word against cynicism for you and I. Because we, too, perhaps have been made to feel like weeds in someone else's garden. Perhaps for one reason or another, we have been made to feel that we don't belong, or we don't measure up, or we aren't right in some way or another. And so many of us have felt like the rejects, the outcasts, the unwelcome. But God's kingdom is comprised of exactly such folk. Jesus is saying, you are the kingdom. And every small act of justice, every small act of resistance and love, God is making that grow into something beautiful and incredible and life-giving even while you sleep. Because it may feel impossible as a trans person 
to imagine full acceptance and welcome in our society, to imagine laws and neighbors that protect you and support you. But every time you live your truth, every time you hold space for someone else, a seed is planted. It may feel impossible as a person of color to imagine a nation without overwhelming police violence or to imagine an end to mass incarceration, but every time you push for reform, every time you work for accountability, every time you demand justice, a seed is planted. And it may feel impossible as a progressive Christian living in West Michigan to imagine having a family that accepts you. To imagine having a majority of neighbors who vote for the common good. To imagine that Jesus will one day no longer be co-opted by right-wing white evangelicalism. But every time you tell your story, every time you extend welcome, every time you do what Jesus would, you, would do, a seed is planted. And Jesus lets us know that in no uncertain terms, that when seeds are planted and enough of us are sowing together, that it can spread like wildfire or like a mustard plant and grow into something larger and more beautiful than anyone ever imagined. Can I hear an amen? Amen. <laughs> so if you're tired today, remember, you're not the only one sowing. You're not the only one sowing. And even the smallest acts of goodness matter. And ultimately, it is God who makes them grow. So friends, let us not be overcome by cynicism, but let us overcome the world with love. Amen. Amen. Namaste. invited to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. streaming on Facebook. You can also watch these messages on the Holland UCC YouTube channel. And for more information, how to get involved, or to support our work, like us on Facebook or visit hollanducc.org. Mm-hmm.